Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. Our newness, resurrection mindset for a newness, for a new life, for a new possibility. How do I know? The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, um, which was also in Christ Jesus let this mind be in you so which means paul the apostle was talking to the church of the philippi to make them understand that there is a mindset that jesus carries and if this mindset is in you then which means that some certain realities you will begin to operate in now some certain realities one of the things that i've i've, I've, I've come to understand in my few days hanging around of jesus christ and walking around his work that i'm doing because i just have to use the word like that uh, because the Bible, Paul says that I may know him. So I'm still, I'm still knowing Christ. There are some certain truths that I begin to find out. I think I've recent, I think about two days or yesterday's ago, my wife and I were just looking at a particular scripture and there's another truth of Christ that came also to me, which, 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 which was a blessing. So I still, I'm still learning. And if Paul can say that I may know him and he wrote two third of the New Testament, um, I'm still knowing him. <laughs> but it says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, which is my, my part of my anchor scripture for this night, as we're looking at a mindset um, when it comes to the issue of this resurrection power we're talking about, and also what are the laws that governs this resurrection power? What do we need to do? How do we need to sustain it? If our mind can capture the truth, and you know, you know a popular saying, I like saying that if you can picture the future, then you are now permitted to feature in that future. I'll repeat it again. If you can picture the future and all that works from your mind, it works from the power of imagination you carry. So if you can picture the future, you have already, number one, given yourself a permission to feature on that very particular future. And so that's what we're doing tonight in our mindset. It says, let this mind be in you. So which means if it is not possible for the mind to be in you, Paul will not have been saying it to the people. That it is possible for you to have the mind of Christ. The, what kind of mind was Christ operating in? What kind of mindset? What, 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 what were the understanding that governs Christ while he was on earth? Because it is easy for us to say, for as Christ is so am I. Most times when we talk about Christ is so am I, we're looking at it from 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 his from the power dimension but we forget to understand that his power dimensions was rooted from a particular mindset that he carries there was a mindset that sustains his power there was a mindset that gives credence to his ability that gives credence to his personality and so he says let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus and so if we cannot be able to get this very particular mindset then we may not be able to route the resurrection power of god that guarantees for our advancement for those of you who missed my service on friday and also on sunday i want to encourage you please take time because i'll not be able to go back it's our, for lack of a better word, this night service is like a part three of what we started on Friday. So it's a long teaching. So I encourage you to go back, enjoy that very particular service, then you will know what I'm saying on this night service. And so based on that, we now get to understand in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 
4 to 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse um, 4 to 6. Um, we see a scripture there where the Bible says, For the weapon of our warfare, they are not carnal. Because I, I, I'm going somewhere tonight. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. It says, But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, if the weapons that we have, they are not carnal, which means they are not something that are flesh and blood. They are not something that is not an AK-47 that, that Ukraine is calling on NATO for NATO to give them so that they can be able to fight Russia. It's not those kind of weapon. Our weapon for us, they are not a carnal. When you use the word carnal, it's not something that you can see with your eyes, but they carry power to bring down strongholds. So which means, for example, one of the weapons is the weapon of prayers. Is the weapon of fasting? Is the weapon of confession that we do on a Monday? Is the weapon of 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 the word of God that we are studying now? Do you notice that one of the strongest weapon is the word of God, the word of God? Because every other thing it's built on the word of God. The strongest weapon you can carry, Hosea chapter four, because to understand, he said, "My people perish." No, that scripture now it's very interesting because God was addressing His people. So, which means these people are born again. They are tongue-speaking. They, 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 they carry fire. He said, but they perish for lack of knowledge. How do you get knowledge? Knowledge does not come by prayer and fasting. It comes by studying the word. Knowledge does not come by binding your enemy. It comes by studying. Studying. He says, they perish for lack. I think I remember I was having a discourse with a particular young man on social media. Now I've forgotten his name. Pardon me. Thank God I haven't forgot his name. So, it's actually good. And we were talking about, I think he was having an argument on some certain things and uh, 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 concerning his, his, his own journey. And I was just looking at him, I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's, that's the thing there. But I think his discourse was this. He says that, that born-again child of God cannot be possessed. Uh, and he's right. He's right. But I end up making him to understand. I said, see, as much as a born-again child of God, which is which means a born-again child of God that understands what has been done. So you can't just say a born-again child of God cannot be possessed because how then do you see people whereby they still have some certain things operating in them? Some of them, they are born again, but they still get dreams, evil dreams at night. So which means they can be op oppressed, but from the standpoint of God, they should not be possessed. They should not be oppressed. Now, how does the oppression come and the possession come? Is because they've not fully changed their mind that they are a new creation. So, which means, am I saying that a born-again child of God can be oppressed? Yes, you can be oppressed. That's why you see yourself having bad dreams. You see yourself um, struggling with some certain things and all, whatever the thing is. You can be oppressed. But the moment you capture the word of God concerning that oppression, bam, you gain victory over that very particular thing. You then gain victory immediately. You gain victory. The reason why most of us were not walking in the victory of God is because, number one, the word of God is there, but our minds are not changing. Our minds are not accepting the truth. How do I know? The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I'm reading verse 2 straight. It says, but be not conformed to this word, but be transformed. So, which means Paul was making us to understand that transformation is possible, but that can only be by the renewing of your mind. So, which means this kingdom where we are, indirectly, let's be honest, is a mind kingdom. It's a kingdom of minds. Everything you can achieve in God is a product of how the state of your mind is. Let's be honest. 
The boldness you see a lot of people route in the things of God, either in their work, in their workplace, in their marriage, in their relationship, in their ministries, whatever they do, it's a product of their mind. The product of the mind, I promise it's a product of the mind. It comes from the place of the courage they have about Christ. That as I'm going on this very particular thing, I'm not going to be stopped. I'm going to be able to conquer you because why? Their mind have received of the truth that the promises of God, they are here and amen. It does not change even though his methodology for the promise to come to pass will change. Because why? There are different directions that God will make his promise come to pass. But his promise must come to pass. And so he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6 to 4 to 6. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 to 6. I want us to look at that scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, from verse 4 to 6. Oh, thank you. You are there. Wow. It's good to see you. <laughs> you know yourself. Thank you very much, ma'am. Mam and Paul, I really appreciate you. It says here, it says, For the weapon of our warfare is an now. It says, But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. It says, Casting imaginations and every high things. Now let's look at the word. And every, let's look at that place. It says, And every high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ. Which means there are stuff that will want to exalt themselves against the knowledge of Christ concerning you. For example, we look on Sunday that the resurrection power has made us united with Christ, which means we are one with Christ. Now, these are the things. Let me give you one thing that we want to make you feel, that we want to show themselves exalted against the knowledge of Christ. Is for instance, you go to office tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday. Yes, you go to office tomorrow Friday. And you get to office tomorrow Friday. And all of a sudden, your boss now tells you that you are a failure. That you see, the reason why you are not performing is because you are black. I don't know how I get there. Pardon your pastor. <laughs> the reason why you are not doing is because this and this and stuff. But you know that from the finished work of Christ that we're talking about from on Friday till date, he says that you have a life in him. For as he is, so are you. So because of that, this very particular thing that your boss is talking about is exalting himself against the knowledge of Christ that you have on your inside. That's what he says here. It says, and casting down, which means it is your responsibility to bring those words down, those things that wants to exalt themselves. The Bible says to you, you, you found it from the scripture that, that, that I'm a big boy. Uh, I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to simplify the word, that I'm a big boy, that I cheer with the big boys and I do business with them. Uh, and the Bible says that where your feet shall tread upon, he has given you for a possession. Um, the Bible says in Psalm 24 verse 1, it says the earth, the resources, the world, and the fullness. It says the all So now you are, you are bombarding your mind that if all these things are in Christ and Christ in me and something contrary is saying, that, oh boy, all oh, this one you are saying is nonsense. Now, those things are trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ. That's what Paul was making us to understand. He now says, now this is where I like it. Now, the next verse now says there, it says, and to bring into captivity. When you read scriptures like this, it begins to make you understand that there's a responsibility placed on you and I. Which means, if we are going to cast down, we are supposed to be the one to cast it down. If we are going to bring those very particular things down into captivity, we are supposed to be the one to bring it down into captivity. And so based on that, one to call boss and sort stuff. I'm trying to read. God is really missed. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying, my beloved. I see your I see your post. Don't worry. That's sharp. 
<laughs> so based on that and bringing into captivity every thought which means as the thought is flying in your head you catch it you catch it hey 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 hey, hey you, you know that's how you like like we do it is like, hey 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 we respect yourself you catch the thought the thought that says that you are a failure you catch it it says and bringing into captivity every thought where does your thought proceed from your mind so when we talk about mind shift Thursdays, we're trying to see that see oh boy the fullness of Godhead is already resting on you bodily. Trust me, it's there. I, I, I don't need to convince you. Your Bible says so. That's the only thing that needs to convince you. No any other person. Your Bible convince you. It's enough. It says that, that you are one with Christ. John 17 make us to see all the reality of what Christ did and what the Father has listed for Christ for you. It says that the glory which you have given me, I've given it to them. So which means if the glory, which means the glory talks about all the system and the totality of God. It says it has been given to you. So if it has been given to you, the battle now is not with God or with Satan. The battle is with you. Because the system will always want to present themselves and tell you things that are contrary. They will always want to present themselves. They want to bring something that will not make your mind receive the truth. The, 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 the scripture because to understand that you are one with Christ and the word is telling you, oh boy, chill. Was it not you yesterday who slept with that very particular guy? You are still one with Christ. The reason why you slept with the guy yesterday is you have not received of the truth that you are one with Christ. That's why you slept with the guy yesterday. Because if you know that you are one with Christ, haba. the Bible says, you say, present your body a living sacrifice. Haba. You will do it. Because why? You now know that you are bringing into captivity every thought. He says you must bring it to the point that those things begin to obey the Christ in you. Ah! No, I, I, just, I, just feel like, I just feel like giving myself an offering on that. <laughs> you have to bring it to the point that those things, whatever the external circumstances are, they begin to adjust themselves to the Christ that is in you. To the Christ that is in you. And so based on that, my dear sisters and brother, there are contradictory words and thinking patterns and mind controlling system that we want to fight you. But the Bible says in the book of John chapter 8 verse 32, John 8, 32 and 36, John 8, 32 and 36, John 8, 32 and 36. It says here, yeah, it says, and you shall know the truth. It says, and the truth you know will make Let's understand that word make. It says it will make you free from the New Living Translation. It says, I mean, sorry, from the King, New King James Version. It says, and you shall know the truth. How do you know the truth? By hearing. And when you know the truth, the truth in you, it says it guarantees to make you. So if it has to make you, which means there is a process that must be in place. Yep. If it has to make you, there must be a process. He now says in verse 36 of John 32, I mean John 8, 36, because I'm reading John 8, 32 and 36. So I'm jumping now to 36. It says, therefore, if the Son makes you free, how does Christ make us free? We saw Christ, for example, coming on earth. I'm just trying to give you, so that you see that it's all about process. And this is one of the things that the enemy has lied to us, that the moment the man of God says, you are blessed, as he says it now, all of a sudden you go back home there are processes the moment i say you are blessed heaven has released a blessing now there are processes within you that you must begin to adjust your mind and that's what we'll be looking at later on to make that very particular you are blessed that comes out of god's servant for you to become a reality he says therefore if the son has make you free 
we saw how jesus make us free number one he walked through the earth okay let's start from the beginning he was born of a woman from there he went to school go through all the process and all the gra gra we go go through all the low shedding i don't understand this low shedding business annoying me now eh? go through all the low shedding he went through the same to you and i went which is i was winter summer autumn spring name them hamatan like we call it in nigeria all that thing then he got to a particular point he find themselves appearing before john and john validating and says this is christ the one whose shoes i can and after then we now saw him that he 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 he, he was crucified which means he he was he was captured by the guys and they captured him then all of a sudden he went to the grave i mean he was crucified from his crucifixion he died from dying he resurrected that we celebrated over the weekend now those are the process that he has done to make you also have to make your way how do i know the bible says in Philippians, it says it says that work out your salvation he didn't say pray it out he said walk it he says walk it <laughs> and these are the truths where we keep seeing our church growing in numbers but when it comes to impact we are very limited and i don't want to raise people honestly this is why i'm taking things the way i'm going the way it is right now i want to raise leaders and that's my prayer, that God give me the grace for me to be able to read leaders. People who will enter corridors of influence and marketplace and literally insist on Christ. And when they are insisting Christ and it looks as if there is a delay, they are not, they don't complain because they understand. Like Paul says, a great door has been opened for me, but there are many adversaries. They understand that adversaries will come. And because they've built a fortitude concerning that very particular adversary, when it shows up, they don't panic. They don't panic. They don't panic. It says, and you shall know the truth. The truth will make you free. Therefore, if the son has made you free, you say you shall be free indeed. If the son, let's look at it. Let's look at it. It says here. Yeah. It says, therefore, if the son make you free, you say you shall be free indeed. You shall be free indeed. Now let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 17 to 20. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 20. Um, let's see what the scripture is saying this morning. I mean, this evening. Yeah, you know, I've already made an apology. Ne? So, 2 Corinthians 5. Um, 5, 17 to 20. Let's look at it. I'm just trying to pray that somebody is getting it this morning. Somebody is getting it this evening. Yo, Father, forgive me on this morning thing. Ne? 2 Corinthians. I'm going to read from the Amplified. And um, um, my beautiful lady would post whatever version she has there. That's okay. But I'm reading from the Amplified Personalized. I think give me from the King James Version. Mamampo, give me King James. Uh, the KJV. Because um, if, I, if I say give me Amplified, Amplified is very plenty in words. So, But I want to read Amplified here. It says here, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 20. It said, therefore, if anyone or any person is engrafted in Christ, which means any person means any person. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm laughing now hearing this very particular statement. This same young man that I was having a, I was having a thought, we're, we're having a discussion on social media. Um, I think he has this very particular ideology in his head. And let me help you. Maybe this will help somebody this moment. He has this idea in his head that God created people for punishment and he created people for blessing. Indirectly, that's, I'm rephrasing it, which means there are people that God created for him to show example of. My man, I'm like, where did you find that scripture? Now, this is the problem when Bible has been taken from our schools. Because you just see people come in half-baked Christians and all of a sudden they are, you know, it's not funny, they bear some serious, dangerous title, like apostle, prophet. Yeah, you're like, yo! <laughs> now, my, my, my thing that I was trying to make this young man understand, I said, see, 
If you are saying that God is going to, God created people to punish, you say yes. For me, I like bringing stuff to our physicality so that it's, it's relatable. How do I know? God, Jesus was talking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. You can go and read it. When Nicodemus was trying to understand the, this mystery about being born again. And Jesus was trying to use physical stuff to explain to him. So I like using the element, the things of life to explain God in quote. Now, I was saying to this young man, I said, see, if you say God created man, and created in the man, for example, seven points, whatever billion we have in planet Earth right now, and you say God created all those billions of people, and half of them is to use those ones to teach lessons so that these other ones will know, then God must be a wicked God. I refuse to serve that God. I, me, if that's the God I know, I will not be doing ministry. Never. <laughs> then which means I'm smarter than that God. Because as a father, and I said to the guy, as a father, Let's say I have four children. Now, because I want to, and I have four children, and the four children I have, I have all the resources to take care of them. I can take them to school, make sure that they live a big boy life, they, whatever, anything good that you can think of for your children. I can do that for my children. Then I now say that because, no, I want to show that I am the father for my children. So because of that, two of my children are not going to enjoy what the other two must enjoy. No, you know, the way I'm saying it now, it, makes, it looks as if, oh boy, if that's how you're thinking, darling, I think I need to leave you as a pastor. It does not make sense. Now, if you want to look that very particular word, and I said to the young man, I said, the Bible says in John 3, 16, because for me, I like using simply scripture. The Bible says in John 3, 16, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever means whosoever, which means 7.97 point, whatever billion, whosoever covers them. Whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So please hear me. God is not creating anybody to use them as punishment. Now, this also makes sense for me to address this point. There are some of you who believe that, no, this sickness I am having or this pain I'm going through is God using it to teach me a lesson. It's a lie. Mind shift Thursday. It's a lie. God cannot use sickness to teach you a lesson. That, that, that must be a wicked God. He can't. He can't use sickness to teach you a lesson. What, what, what benefit will he have in using sickness to teach? What benefit? When he knows that healing belongs to the children. In fact, he says healings are the children's bread, which means healing is bread for you, which means that's something you should be eating every day. Every morning you wake up, you are healed. And yet he will now use sickness to punish you. You know, the way I'm saying it now, you are now thinking like, no, nah, man, it's true. He can't. He can't use anything negative to punish you. James makes us to understand. He says, when you are tempted, do not say that I'm tempted of God. Do not. He said, don't say it. Because why? God cannot tempt anyone with evil. Anyone with evil. He can't. He has the knowledge of evil, but does not participate of that very particular thing. Because why? He's an all-knowing God. Of course, he must know. It's like me, for example, your pastor. Of course, I know the knowledge of drugs, crime, all those things. I know it. But I choose to risk not to partake in those right It's a choice. So he knew of it, but he cannot partake of it. It is not his nature. They say when you are nine. So, finishing with that young man, back to my second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, Yeah. He says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he says he is a new creature. Which means what it means here is the fact that your kind has not existed before. Yeah. You are a new creature. Please hear me. You know the reason why I'm just... Please hear me. I want you to say this to yourself. Regardless of what happened one minute to six before you joined this broadcast, I want you to say this to yourself. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. 
No, say it. Say it. I know your, your, your mind may be playing game, but I want to say it. If you have a way, I want you to type it and send to me. I want to see it. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Say it and type it. You are a new creation. He says, therefore, if any man, any man means any man, any man is in Christ, which means the moment you give your life to Christ, you are in Christ. He says he's a new creature. He says, all things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Now, this is where it becomes to get interesting. He says, and all things are of God who, he said, who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus, which means we have been reconciled. You have no part to play in the reconciliation than to believe and to receive that you have been reconciled. It says them had been reconciled and had given us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19. It says to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. It says not imputing. Oh, thank you very much, my beloved Angela. I see you are a new creation in Christ. It says not imputing their trespasses unto them. It says and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. The word we have is the word of reconciliation. He now says in verse 20. I want to read verse 20 from, 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 from my Amplified. It says, so. It says we are Christ's ambassador. It says, God making his appeal as it were through us. It says, we as Christ's personal representative. Oh my God. You are Christ's personal representative. These are mindsets that you carry when you are going to make a projection of your business, regardless of the fact that it's visas in Africa, you still look at it on a 1.3 billion population. You are God. See, the product God created, let's look at it this way. The product God created, was it a local product? He created air. Is air, the air in South Africa, is it different from the air in Nigeria? Or different from the one in Ukraine? Do you notice that even in Ukraine and Russia, they are fighting, they are still breathing air? All the bombs and the missiles flying left and center does not stop God from giving them air. Why? He's a global God. All his product is global. And now he calls you his ambassador. And to make it worse, he says you are his personal representative. Which means if they are looking for Christ, they are looking for you. They should look for you. You are his personal representative. So which means no wonder Christ could make us understand. He says, he says if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. When he was speaking, when Philip was asking him a question. He said, you are still asking me about the Father. If you see me, you've seen the Father. Now, if you see me, darling thing, you've seen Christ. Literally. That's what the Bible says here. And these are the confidence that you must carry in your mind. So as you knock that door, you knock it with a blow and a punch. Knowing too well that there will be a restriction. Remember Psalm 18, our core text that we're using for this month. That you will go through a troop and leap over a wall. You know that an enemy will show up, but you are not moved. You are God's representative. So when they are looking for God, Mamupo, in that politics, wherever you operate, they should see you. And as they see you, they talk nonsense. You know what to say in Christ. Joseph, my younger brother, I could see your post here currently now, all the way from Nigeria. When they are looking for God in that Ibadan, they should see you. They should see you. Your communication and your delivery should be, ah! That's what people should say. When you show up, they should close their book if they are doing nonsense because they know Christ has arrived. Because why? He says, we as Christ's personal representative, he says, beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered to you and be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. Indirectly. Amen. Let me say like Nigeria. Amen. 
come back and begin to operate in your new reality. That's what this scripture is saying in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 20. It said, therefore, if any man is engrafted into Christ, he says he's a new creation. A creation altogether, totality. Your nose has changed you. You are the one that doesn't know that your nose. You know your nose, you think your nose is flat. It has changed. It is a pointed. You see that one that you keep dreaming about in the night? That one you dream, the one you like. It has changed like that. In time, as you begin to operate in that consciousness, people then begin to see, ah, oh boy, can you say, this nose of yours is becoming pointed. What happened? And you know you've not gone to do, you know those things you guys like doing, those magic you do when you go to those shops. And you do those magic, you come out in a form. I think it's called therapy. Yeah, that's what therapy. With those operations you do. What? See, as, as funny as I'm trying to crack this joke, that's how simple this Christ is. I want to make it very simple for us all. Literally very simple for us all. So that we don't then begin to compromise our thinking. We don't then begin to compromise our mindset concerning what he has finished for us. And so based on that, like we're talking about this whole issue of mind thing, I want you to understand that it's a process. See, your race that you are doing, one of the things I was saying to somebody at that time, I said, see, this work we are doing, every one of us, our races are not going to be the same. Honestly, they're not going to be the same. And I won't lie to you, they are not going to be the same. How do I know? Seven billion people, no fingerprint is the same. No fingerprint. So, which means all our races are not going to be the same. But this is where my problem is. In your race, whether you are walking, you are crawling, you are flying, you are jetting, you are jumping, whatever you do, please, I beg you, don't just remain stagnant. Now, that's my own appeal. Don't remain stagnant because why everything in life is process. It is process. And how do we understand? Process comes from the challenges that you and I go through. And out of the process is what is called outcome. So your outcome of the process you go through determines, I mean, determines what you hold out of life. So you will go through process. You will have some certain setback. You will have some certain failures. Ah, Jesus was beaten now. He was beaten. So somebody, guess what? In the beating did not stop him from the vision he placed before himself, before his eyes. He knows my vision, my mission statement is to die for the people. That was all that he, oh, oh boy, 39 stroke of Cain. No, forget that nonsense. And his, his own 39 was not even the one that was, um, how do I say it? You know those, our shambok that we use beating our children. It's not those kind of ones. It's not koboku. It was, a, it was a koboko that they put blade, knife, whatever was in that thing. So as they flogged Jesus one, it ripped off his skin. And he stayed there for 39. Ha. Two, I would have left. <laughs> That's why you just thank your God that I'm not your Jesus Christ. <laughs> you will die for your sin by yourself. You will die. Ha. I'm telling you the truth, you will die. Two, I'm gone. Wait, God, go why now. What's my problem? Why should I die for these These ones that they had already say crucify, crucify? No way. God, let's just stay. Let's just remain like this. Let them keep killing good and, and be doing chicken like this on their head. Let them continue to do it. But he stayed because why? There was a vision that was set before him. But the vision that was set before him does not negate the fact that process would be in place that guarantees that vision coming to pass. And this is where most times we miss it. Because of the process is not convenient or conducive in our mind, we chickened out. Ah, God is delaying me. Let me go and do stuff. Let me say something about delay. When you experience any delay in your life, please hear me and hear me well. Just understand that God is improving on the package. That when the package comes, people around you will work. Ah, only you. You tell them, yes. So let me. Of course, who do you want it to be? So whenever you go through delay, whenever you go through process, like many of you are going through process now. In fact, all of you, including me, we are all going through process. All of us are going through process. But in our going through process, I want you to understand these acronyms that I coined for process. What is process? 
I called process pressing regardless of oppositions and the culture and also expressing strength and stability. I'll repeat it again. What is what is process? Process is constantly pressing. I am not going to chicken out. My mind has captured the future I want. And I'm going to stay until I feature in that future. It is pressing. Regardless of the opposition. Which means the opposition that is going to meet you. Which means the PDM means pressing. The R means regardless of the opposition that is going to come. And also the demonic cultures that are going to show up. Because some of the oppositions are going to be cultures. Cultures that you have no clue. What kind of thinking is this? What kind of? And you are wondering, oh boy. So pressing regardless of the oppositions or cultures. And at the same time also expressing your strength. That I am God. People will not see the pain in me. I know that it is hard. I know that they are questioning my salvation. But I'm going to stand with my conviction that this is who I am in Christ regardless of the opposition. So which means he's expressing strength. And in your strength, you are stable in the posture of your conviction you are. So pressing, I mean process, is pressing regardless of oppositions and the culture. And expressing strength and stability. How do I know? Paul said in the book of Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. I hope somebody's been blessed tonight. Because I'm just here for me to just remind you of this resurrection thing we're talking about. Hope you've been blessed. Philippians chapter 3, 13 and 14. He says, brethren, I can't not myself to have apprehend. He said, but one thing I do. I constantly change my mind to forget the things that are behind. How do you forget? You forget something that is in your mind now. That's why when we say mind shifters, this is what we mean. You forget. He said, constantly forgetting those things that are behind me. And reaching forth. Ah. Mom, give me work of Philippians 3, 13 and 14. And reaching forth. Reaching, which is your hand is always going to collect. Reaching forth for the things which are ahead of me. He says, I press towards. When you press, what do you mean? When, when we talk about the word process, indirectly you are pressing. Regardless of the opposition. Regardless of the culture. Regardless of the mind control system. Regardless of the lie of the devil. You keep pressing. The resurrection power of God is at work in my life. For as Christ is, you keep pressing towards the mark of the high calling. He says, of God which are in Christ Jesus. You keep pressing. 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 And so based on that, Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. He now says, Galatians 5 1, he now says, stand firm. Stand. Not doubt, not fear, not worry. He says, stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm. He says, then do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. He said, stand firm, but do not let yourself be burdened again by the yokes of slavery. But number one, you must understand that as far as standing is concerned, it's your responsibility. You have to stand. You have to stand. Philippians, I see you've given me Philippians chapter 4 here. I mean, Philippians 3, 13 and 14. I like 14. Please understand. Let's look at 14 here. It says, I press towards the mark. Forget whatever. Anything, if there is nothing you are looking for, you can't press anything into it. I press towards the mark. 
I press towards the mark. What is the mark? For example, some of you, the mark is the fact that I want to own my Fortune 500 company. I press towards. And that pressing means there will be opposition that will be there. But I press. I press. And pressing is not easy. I'm not going to deceive you. It's not easy. Pressing will take energy. Oh, boy. You will have sleepless night. You will do. Uh -uh. You will do. That's why when you now hammer and you now hit it hard and somebody now come tomorrow and tell you you are lucky, bring them to your lucky. Come and see what lucky look like. And let's see. That's why when I see this makeshift, fast-paced, quick scheme generation that in which we are, everything of anybody's sacrifice, they look at it as, ah, he was just lucky. Lucky? Maybe that's the reason why our generation is still very confused. Because why? We, always, we think that because we have microwaves, we have microwave in our houses, the microwave whereby you put two minutes, two minutes in me, and you wonder why you're still having running stomach. Ah, I don't want to cook proper food. You pass through, do some drive-through on some certain joint that is causing you diabetes, obesity, and all those very particular things. Whatever you drive through, you will walk through it like that. It says, I press. It now says in Galatians 5.1, it says, Stand fast, therefore, into the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. It says, stand fast. Stand. <laughs> stand. You know, I like I liked Thursday service because a friend of mine once said to me, say, Darlington, your Sunday is thou shalt be blessed, but your Thursday is how to be blessed. <clears throat> and I said to the guy, I said, you are right, because I want everybody to be blessed. He says, and he says, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So quickly, I think because I want to quickly get on some certain point. Um, let's look at a particular concept this morning that um, I mean this evening that Christ gave us um, because that will be what we are going to use as I begin to get into my points. Um, John chapter 14 from verse 27. John 14, 27. John 14, 27. This was Christ making us to understand when he was about to be transfigured and to be shifted. He says here in John 14, 27 from the NIV, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. He said, not as the word gives. It says, do not let your heart be troubled, nor be afraid. If he says, my peace I give you, my peace I live with you. He said, do not let your heart be. So he understand that trouble will come. He said, but the only thing that will rout that trouble not to kill you is the peace that he is giving you. And that's why, for example, I am very passionate about mindset. Oh, I like mindset talk because that's everything in Christ is routed through your mind. That's why for me, I, I, I get angry when I see people leave their brain at home and come to church and you wonder why they give you petrol and gas to drink. Why? Because your brain, is, you left your brain at home and you come to church without it. Your mind is needed. He says in Isaiah, I say, come, let us reason together. So God wants to work with your mind. He wants to work with your mind. When you are praying tomorrow morning or you are doing your quiet time tonight before you sleep or whatever, as you are praying, be thinking, God, I want, to, I want to become the next president. I want to become this. Put your mind. And how do you make that? How can your mind begin to find strength in, that, in the circumstances? The fact that you carry the peace of God on your inside. The peace of God. If you notice, when Jesus was living, he gave us his peace. Now, these are the mindset. Remember, we, remember our first scripture we read in the book of Philippians? He said, let this mind be in you. This was the mind that was in Christ Jesus. Now, this I'm getting to the core of my message now. The mind that was in Christ was the fact that he has a mind that is full of peace. Out of that peace, which means no matter the trouble that was going, Christ was settled. He was settled. 
He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Which means everything that you see me do was routed on this reality called my peace. My peace I give you. He says, not as the world gives. Because the world does. They don't have it. If the world promised you job, they would turn the job away from you. He says, my peace I give you. He says, do not let your heart be troubled. Not be afraid. Because why? My peace. All those miracles that you see me. Do you, know what it, do you know what it means for you to see a dead body? And you are going there to raise the dead body. It must be from an understanding that you carry. And that's what Jesus was saying here. There is something talk about my peace. My peace that can answer us to all things. I think I remember last week Thursday. I mean last week Sunday. No, this week now. Yeah, this week Sunday. On Sunday, I gave you an acronym of what the peace is all about. But before then, let's look at one scripture that guarantees how Christ was peaceful. Because I want you to see that. How Christ was peaceful. Mark chapter 30, Mark chapter 4, sorry. Mark chapter 4 from verse 35 to 39. 35 to 39. Mark 4, 35 to 39. Mamumpu, give me from verse 38 to 39, which is Mark 4, 38, 39. I want to start from verse 35. But give me 38 and 39. It says here, as I start for 35, while you are bringing the scripture up, it says here, it says, it says, and the same day when the even was come, he said, come, let us go to the other side. He says, let us go to the other side. He says, and when they had sent the multitudes away, he said, they took him even as he was in the ship. He says, and there was, I mean, he said, and there were also with him other little ships. He now says in verse 37, he says, and they arose a great storm of wind. But guess what? They were crossing to the other side. The same way many of you has passed over from the law into Christ. You have passed over from darkness into light. But in your Passover, there will be a process of a test of your conviction that indeed you want to go to the other side. I tell people, I said, see, the reason why you are going through what you are going is the fact that the enemy is trying to test your conviction. It's not the fact that he doesn't know that that thing you are thinking is possible. But he's testing how convinced you are that in Christ you can get married. How convinced you are that in Christ you can run your Fortune 500 company. How convinced you are that in Christ you can be able to save the world. So he will test your conviction. He will test your conviction. He said, in verse 37, he says, And there arose a great storm of winds. He said, And the wave beat into the ship. And so it is now full. He says, And when, and he was at the hinder part, which is Christ was at the hinder part, asleep on the pillow. It says, and they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And the Bible says in verse 39, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased immediately, and there was a great calm. He said, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased immediately, and there was a great calm. He says, let's look at it from verse 38. He says, but he was inside, he was fast asleep. Guess what? There is no way, so, except, oh boy, except your sleep, you are sleeping is the one that you have literally translated into another realm. That, that the waters are coming into the ship and you are still chill. Why? It was the peace that was in Christ. The peace of God that passed, the Bible says, is the peace of God that passed all human understanding. Which is, you can't fathom it. Your shop, they just tell you that your shop caught fire and you say hallelujah to God be the glory. Ah! It does not make sense to the earthly world. They tell you your husband is about to divorce you. You say, Father, to you be all the glory. And you go back and that understanding of peace 
begin to permeate from your inside out. This was the mind that Christ carried. He says here, he says, when the people rushed to meet him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. This is how for me I, 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 I interpret the scripture. It's my interpretation. This is how I interpret it. Remember that these people, they, they came to meet Jesus in the hinder part where he was sleeping. And as Jesus was there, and they were shouting, Oh boy, what's the word you now? Stand up! See this? How do I get into Nigerian language? It's okay. That's why you love your pastor. Oh boy, what's the word you? Stand up! See this thing, and this thing won't die. You just, you just stay there like that. You are not even helping us. What's your problem? And you are Christ. Imagine all these guys coming. They are talking to Jesus here, talking. The same thing that you go to office. All of a sudden, the letter for your, I mean, the letter for retrenchment come. They send letter for your child that your child is not performing in school. All the problems begin to gather with all that drama the bible says jesus was calm now this is what i interpret of jesus action that he did jesus look and say okay see guys you guys peace 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 so when the peace came how do i know we can see it also in john 20 when the peace came he now look at because why i can only route this possibility from the standpoint of peace and after he says to them peace man peace guys chill you know that's how we say it. like guys chill Peace. Then he looked at the sea. Be still. <laughs> peace. You know, see? All of you that are stressing, don't come down, come down, relax. Peace. 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 Because why? He can only give peace to man. So out of that peace that man carry, you can look at circumstances that are boysome and tell those circumstances, be still. Be still. Your marriage is about to fail and they are telling you that things are about to come to an end. Because of the resurrection power of God, you look at it, be still. Because why? You are peace. You are not panicking. You are not, because most times one of the things I've discovered is the fact that most of us, we make a lot of errors and mistakes because our mindset in processing the reality of what is happening is not, is not, is not fine-tuned in the lenses of Christ. And so because of that, we then begin to make wrong decisions or take wrong actions. He looked at the circumstances. He wasn't panicking like them. They tell you tomorrow that our company is about to shed 500 staff and you guys are only just 550. And you are wondering about who is the 50. You are peaceful. You know that among that 50, you'll be among them. And they are wondering, are you not 500? Oh boy? You are chill. Jesus went through it. So which all the things he went, he was calm. He was peaceful. I don't know who you are. I just feel like releasing the grace of peace upon your life. Every trouble that you are going through, every boysome, every, every stress, every concern, every worry, I declare the peace of God upon your life. I speak peace to that situation. I speak peace. I speak peace. I declare that you receive the peace of Christ in the name of Jesus. Receive the peace of Christ. Receive the peace of Christ. And I command those circumstances, I command the circumstances, be still. Be still. Tosfer, have you come in the name of Jesus? Be still. Be still. Be still. That marriage that wants to fail, be still. That career that is about to go to an end, be still. Be still. You cannot. Enough is enough. I command you, stop from that from collapsing. In the name of Jesus. Jesus wasn't panicked. He just looked at it. Why? The Remember, he says, I am the resurrection and, and life. I am. I am. And that I am is on your inside. 
And if the I am is on your inside, he says, let this mind be in you, which is already in Christ Jesus, which means the mind of peace is in you. Then which means you look at those very particular circumstances. Be still. Because why? You have the peace of God on your inside. With that being said, quickly, as we begin to bring my thought to a close, quickly. Let's look at five works of righteousness in Christ. What are the five works that we need to do? There are five things. Remember that we now know that we are one in Christ. We now know that we have this operation. What are the five things that we need to do? The five things. Five things that we need to do. I'll be very fast on these five things. Five things that we need to do. Number one is the fact that we have to believe. You can put it faith and believe, believe and faith, whichever one. You have to believe. You just have to believe. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 14 verse 1. John 14 verse 1. Because the reason why belief is very important, this world will come with their own systems. And somehow you will look at the world system and think that the world system is more superior than the Christ system. No. The Bible says everything. It says, it says, in that very particular passage of the scripture we read, where it says, bring everything into the obedience of Christ. Bring them into the obedience of Christ. You have to bring them. But the only way you can be able to bring them into the obedience of Christ is if you've really fully believed have, have you believed or do you believe that Christ paid the price for you on the cross? Do you believe that all of Christ is now operating on your inside? Do you believe that whatever cannot stop Christ cannot stop you? Do you believe that for as Christ cannot be decayed on the grave for three days, that no matter how my business is dying, my business will still come back to life? Believe. Now, these are the laws, these are the works or the laws of righteousness where, that, we have been, that we have been called into to do. The issue of believing. This is where many of us, some of us, we know, but we don't fully believe. We know, we don't fully believe. But we know God can do it. But, but let me go this shortcut and go and find something here. I know. The reason why you are creating an alternative is because you really do not believe about Christ. That's why you are going for the alternatives. He says in John chapter 14 verse 1. John 14 verse 1. John chapter 14 verse 1. It says here. It says, let not your heart be troubled. It says, ye believe in God. He said, but also believe in me. He said, I know that you believe the supremacy and the sovereignty of who God is. But as far as I'm Christ on your inside, you still have to believe in me. I need your belief. For us to be able to route the possibility that you want to route on planet Earth, where by the time your time on Earth is over, you create a footprint that can anybody that wants to occupy your position, they must bear your surname. Eat the food you eat. Sleep where you sleep. Wake up where you wake up. And in fact, change to you because why? You now believe also in Christ. He says, let not your heart be troubled. He knows that the world will come under troubled circumstances. The resurrection power of God, the healings, the prayers that you've received, the prophecies, the prophetic declaration that you receive upon your life. He knows that, yes, those things are going to come to pass. But he says, let not your heart be troubled. Chill. Say, so let not your heart be troubled. Believe in me and believe also. I mean, believe in God and believe also in me. Let's read Romans chapter 1 verse 17. Romans 1 17. He says, for daring is the righteousness of God revealed from, grace, from faith to faith. He says, for it is written, say, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live, which means your ability for your faith, for your belief to be so strong to the point that nothing shakes you. You are chill like chillax. 
that no matter what, the promises of what Christ, what I've seen in Christ, cannot be changed. The method of delivery may change, but I know that the promises cannot change. He says, none shall be barren in my land. So which means I must have my children. The methodology regardless, but I know that I will have my children. Nigeria has this very particular parable. There are different ways to kill a rat. But the end point is the fact that the rats die. That's all. <laughs> I think English said there's different ways to skin a cat, something like that. But we in Nigeria, you know, we are very, we are very, we are very ras in our think, in our talk. There are different ways to kill a rat. But the end point is that the rat must die. How? Is it that you use poison to poison the rat, or you catch the rat alive and boil it alive? Which, <laughs> whichever way, the rat must just die. That's all you are looking for. The same thing also with the promises of God. Do you believe that you can be maritally settled this year? Even though when you don't, don't have any suitors asking you, oh boy, I like your nose. Do you believe? Do you believe that you can start your business this year and literally the business is going to jump to, to after following processes and stuff, it's going to jump to the next level. You give yourself, you write the plan, make it plain so that when, when, when you want to now run that very particular thing and you want to employ people, they are able to run that very particular But do you believe that the business can make progress? Do you believe? The way I so believe in Platform Church, ee, you know, I believe in it to the point that if God will look for a church to want to use as a platform to communicate his agenda, I believe that it will be platform church. I know you will say, that's a huge, that I promise you, that's my belief. And that also gives me joy anytime I want to come before you because I'm talking to Christ. I'm making you to see, maybe that's the reason, maybe that's the reason why God named the church platform. So that he's his platform to talk. I believe so. Guess what? Because of my belief in partnering with the divine, it's happening. There are some certain conversations, my wife and I were saying today, there are some certain conversations in Christ that I am not permitted to say because of my belief. Because of my belief. The, and because of my belief, there are some certain words I bring out when I preach. It looks, oh boy, what? Some of you are the, when God is looking for somebody to sign his signature, you are the signature. <laughs> Let me say it like an evil man. No, man, you are the signature. You are the signature. You are. The scripture we've just read, you are his personal assistant. Ah! When they are looking for a reflection, it is you. You are the ambassador that God deployed on earth. I don't care. 7.2 billion people, all, all of you streaming here now, right now, whether on the radio part or live currently now, all of you streaming, listening to me, you are God's ambassador. He deployed you. Forget what your husband or your wife is talking. You are deployed. But my question is, do you believe? <laughs> Do you believe? Do you believe? It has to come from the standpoint of your believing. One of the things in which I understand that the promises found on the scripture does not change, but is a delivery method may change. But do you still believe the promise? Lord, I'm 49 and quarter, but I still stand in Christ that I'm going to get married. I think there's a lady in Nigeria called Rita Dominic. We just got married, traditional wedding around, I think somewhere around this week. Yeah, this week. Maybe weekend or so. Guess what? 50, 46 years. You are 35. You're already throwing 10 trumps. Chew. Everybody's calendar is not the same. <laughs> For you to know that our calendar is not the same. That's why we're not born old. We're not born all of us 23rd of April. All of us are not born that date. We are not all born that day. I think I remember Mamu put you there. Some of them are having their birthday this month of my month birthday. I'm like, ah, I thought all of them is. I thought everybody's born 23rd of this thing. No. My wife is 2nd of July. I'm 23rd of April. 
I know my family dates of bad and every one of them. We're not born all the same, so chill. Married at 46. Some of you are 30, you've already given up. If some of you are 40, let me even move it forward. 40, you've given up. I, I know a woman, 52, she got married. 56, got married. Sharp guy. <laughs> Sharp guy. Not just ordinary. But he's a product of belief. KFC, the owner of KFC, let's be honest. He believed that at age 65, he would start a business. You and I, we've not recovered from, K from Kentucky Fried Chicken. 65 years old man who was fired and given a pension payout of $100. We've not recovered from it. It was a product of belief. Do you believe what I'm saying to you this moment? If you don't believe it, we we'll need to work out that very particular belief. We need to work it out. It's on your inside. How do I know? For you to be streaming, listening to me now, you believe. But now we need to now take that belief to some other place that you are doubting. The product of belief. The product of belief. Number two, quickly. Number two, what are the works that we need to do when it comes to this righteousness and this resurrection power of God that is currently at work in our lives? Number two is the fact that we need to labor in obedience. Laboring in obedience. Laboring in obedience. Laboring in obedience. Many of us are laboring out of obedience. You are laboring, but you are not going according to the scriptural prescribed method. Let me say it like that. You are laboring, but not according to the scriptural prescribed method. I'm serving God, but there's a lot of his principle you are not going and you want to be blessed or you want to be maritally settled? No. No. It's not going to happen that way. He says that be not an equally yoked with unbeliever, but your boyfriend is an unbeliever. And you are saying, God bless this, my relationship. And he's wondering how? Laboring in obedience. And you are saying, God, you see, no, you know, God, you don't understand. You, you, I feel like I say this one. You are doing rough business like drug dealing, killing, and you are calling God, God bless my business. His blessing is the fact that they arrest you and put in prison. That's his blessing. Because why? He's, God is not an author of confusion. No. He is a loving father. doesn't mean that he's confused. He is a merciful father, but at the same time, he's a consuming one. Laboring in obedience. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 13 to 15. Deuteronomy, I call it dethroning your enemies. Dethroning your enemies, chapter 11 from verse 13 to 15. Dethroning your enemies. I'm reading from the King James Version. The King James, Brother James. Detroning your enemy from verse 11, I mean, enemy 11, 13 to 15. It says here, and it shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandment. This is God speaking to the people. If you shall hearken diligently unto my commandment, which I command you this day. Now he now tells us what the commandment is. This laboring obedience. What the commandment is saying, number one, to love the Lord your God. To love, not just profess, but we see it from your action. To love the Lord your God, he says, and to, he say, and to serve him with all your heart and all your soul. Two commandments. Love the Lord your God with your heart and love him with your soul. He says, if you shall hearken diligently to love the Lord and to serve him, serve him. Not creating alternative. Serve him. This is how we labor in obedience. Laboring in obedience. Because the world will want, Illuminati wants you to serve them also. 
And yet you go, you know that by 12 a.m. you are holding candles, you are doing and you are doing you know that you are doing that. And yet you come to church on Sunday. May God judge you all. <laughs> because he sees you. You know. You know. Laboring in obedience. Obedience. We talk about it. Obedience to Christ. Obedience, not obedience to your pastor. Because if you are trying to obey your pastor, your pastor will offend you and you will leave the church. He will offend you. He's a human being. Let me say because it's a global platform. So let me help other pastors who are struggling. Let me help my fellow comrade. Your pastor is human. He's human. He's flesh and blood. He's also working his own salvation. Just like you're working your own. So he's going to say something that's going to annoy you. The moment he says, how about this pastor says one? You are leaving church. The place you already begin to grow. You carry the roots. And you are going to plant it on that place. See, those of you who do a Greek, you will know. When you take a particular flower from one place and you are trying to plant it on that place, it looks like the flower will not grow immediately. It, it first of all die, then begin to grow again. That's how some of you. And you wonder why your life is like a wave. You know, those, you know when you have, those of us who do audio, that's what we call wave fire. Where the thing just like going up and down. Because why? We are humans. We will offend you. In fact, if we don't offend you, be worried. <laughs> we will. We will say things to you that you don't like. What is wrong with this very particular man of God now? And yes, that's why you put man of God. Man, 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 man. But of God. Man. Remember the man. I'm not listening to me. Let me put a disclaimer. I'm not justifying that the pastor must be, for lack of a better word, useless. That his mouth must just be running because after all, Darlington said, no. We must control our word. The mouth that blesses cannot curse. We must know how to guide the people in love. No wonder Paul says, pray for me, your pastor. But in our days now, we have people who are the other way around. Because we are humans. And in the human, the pastor can say something that will make you, like the Bible says here, not serve the Lord your God. He will. This is it here. He says, and it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently to the voice of the God, which I command you this day. He says, to love your God and to serve him with your heart and with your soul. If that happens, verse 14 now says, he says that I will give you the rain upon your land in due season. Which means the ability for you not to lack in your land. Every rain that is needed in your land can come, but it comes from your love for the Father with your heart and with your soul. Which means, are you willing to die for the things of God? Are you? Are you? He says, he said, the first and the latter rings, that thou mayest gather thy corn and thy wine and thy oil. He says, and I will send grains into thy field for thy cattle, and thou mayest eat and be full. Indirectly, you chop with 50 fingers. But it comes from you laboring in obedience. Second scripture, before I get to my point number three. Second scripture is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11 to 12. Hebrews 4 for us is platform. That's our core, our core text for Platform Church. If you want to know what Platform Church stands for, this is who we are. So Hebrews chapter 4, 11 and 12. Hebrews 4, 11 and 12. It says here, it says, Let us therefore labor to enter into that rest. So which means there is a rest and there is that rest. The rest where it is systems that is currently running. And that's where for me all the times I labor in the world to take you into the rest where the same way God has finished his work, Jesus has finished his work, the Holy Spirit is here to assist us to enter into that rest. 
How do I know about the rest? Is the rest where the systems of God or the system that God has imbibed in you begin to produce without even you toiling for it anymore. Where your ability, your faith work with God is strong. Your labor in obedience is perfect. Your ability for you to know what to do at every point in time without anybody policing you. He says, let us therefore labor to enter into that rest. He says, labor. If you notice there, you know what it means. All of you who have been pregnant before, you know what it means to be labor, to be in labor pain. You know. You labor to carry the baby for nine months and the midwife only show at that day or hospital. He's not there to labor with you. The doctors are not there to labor with you from day one you conceived to that day nine months. They are not there. They only come to help you push. But you carry the baby for nine months. You labor. You labor. The same way also, you labor in obedience. The word system will tell you, oh boy, forget this nonsense. These churches are trying to, to use their system to come collect your money, relax and stuff. Have you found it in the scripture? You say yes. Labor in obedience. Labor in obedience. This is me saying this to people. I say, see, as long as it's in the Bible, just obey. Just obey. <laughs> if you cannot see it in the lenses of the scripture, then it's a different book. But if you can see it, ha, chill now. Just obey. He now says in verse 12, he says, For the word of God is quick and powerful. He says, sharper than any two edges word. He says, piercing even the dividing. And the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and the joint and the marrows and the signer of the thought and the intent of heart. You labor. How do you know you labor in obedience? Labor in prayers. Labor in fasting. Labor in studying the word of God. Labor in obeying covenant principle. Labor. 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 This is how the things are done. Labor. Labor. Point number three quickly because I don't want to stay there. What else again must we do? The fact that point number three, we constantly, mark the word constantly, renew our mind. Constantly. You wake up every morning, bring your mind that day to the obedience of Christ. What is Christ saying concerning today? So that no matter what is coming, you are standing. You are not moved. You are standing. Popular scripture, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. You know the scripture. I used the scripture just a few minutes ago. Romans 12, 1 and 2. But the scripture I want to use now is Ephesians chapter 4, 21 to 24. Ephesians 4, 21 to 24. Man, people give me that one. But before that, Ephesians 4 comes in. Let me talk about Romans 12, 1 and 2. Ephesians 4, 21 to 24. It says here, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. It says, and be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing. If you notice, it didn't say by renewed of your mind. By the renewing. It's a constant progressive conversation. Constant progressive word. Things are going to come that will want to change your thoughts, your posture, your position in Christ. Things are going to show up. But you must constantly renew your mind. How do I know? I like bringing, you know, yeah, I like bringing stuff to our earthly world where we are. Do you know? That the same SIM card you put in your phone that says, and your phone has access to, I mean, you're, you're, you download an app for WhatsApp and you put your app there. WhatsApp all the time constantly updates their, what you call it, we call it plugins. They constantly update their plugins and update their app. Do you notice that if you do not update that very particular app, some certain features that others are sending you, but you see emojis that the person look like me. Hey, I'm wondering what the hell, why did you get this in? But the update has been made available. You've not renewed your, your app to capture that update. That's where many of us are. 
We've not reduced the app. We've not renewed the app of our mind to capture the reality of what God has for us. He says, but say, be it transformed. He's saying that transformation is possible. Now, nah, man, it is possible, but only by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. He says that he may be able to prove what is good, what is acceptable. So which means your mind, you see what your mind can do. It can prove what is good. So just because it looks good does not mean that it is good. Your mind, because you are now renewed in your mind with the lenses of Christ, you can begin to check what is good, what is acceptable. That this one, Kai, I cannot accept it. It looks somehow, I can't, there's something not just right. So because of that, I'm not accepting it. And what is perfect, and also what is the will of God. Not your will of your flesh. But you notice that these four things, good, acceptable, perfect, and the will of God is from the product of how strength and how strong your mind is. Your mind. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 21. Ephesians 4, 21. It says here, it says, if so, be that ye have heard of him. It says that you have been thought by him. It says, as the truth as in Jesus. It says that ye put off concerning the former conversations of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. It says you put off. It's a renewing, put it off. They've given you stuff concerning Christ and you're accepting it. Put it off. Put it off. If it's not in Christ, put it off. He says, yeah, it's verse 23. He says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It is in your scripture. He says that ye put on a new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. He says, but that renew in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Mind shift Thursday. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I pray that anything that is stopping your mind not to receive who Christ is, it's terminated in the name of Jesus. Point number four, quickly. What else again is we need to do in terms of our work? I mean, in terms of our um, works that we need to do is the fact that now, number four, you have to work out what is inside of you. Christ is resident on your inside. The Bible says the fullness of Godhead dwells in us bodily form. It says that the treasures is in earthen vessel. It's on this earthen vessel. The treasures of God, the hidden secret and everything is on this hidden vessel. But now we need to begin to work it out. So which means, apart from laboring in obedience, we also now need to begin to work out what we know that we have captured in this thing called Christ. What have you captured? Work it out. It's like the Bible says, for faith without work is dead. So which means no matter how much your belief in God is, we must see it by your actions. Now when we talk about this workout, we're talking about the actions you take. What actions are you going to take knowing to all that now I'm the resurrected one in Christ Jesus? That the me that people used to know is dead. This is a new one. Philippians chapter 2, 12 and 13. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. And also I advise you to go and read the book of James chapter 2. It's a long read. Read the book of James chapter 2 from verse um, 14 to 26. You can read that. But please just give me Philippians 2. Philippians 2, 12, 13. Philippians 2, chapter 12 and 13. Don't worry, we'll soon close now. Just give me the next. Give me the next 10 minutes. I'll be out of your face. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. It says here. It says, wherefore, my beloved, it says, as ye have obeyed, 
not as in my presence only, as ye have obeyed. You notice, you see, remember the point we were talking about obedience in Christ, the, 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 the previous point we talked about, the place of obedience. Now, Paul was saying here that for you have obeyed not in my presence. Remember that, imagine if their obedience was based on Paul. Okay, Paul is not here. We're not going to come clean the church. Paul is not here. We're not going to serve God anymore. Paul is not here. We're not going to give to the church. Paul is not here. So, but they were doing it not because of Paul, but because of their relationship with Christ. <laughs> Let me see if my beloved put the scripture there. Ephesians chapter 2. I mean, what's God? Philippians chapter 2, 12 and 13. He says, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have obeyed always, he says, not also, not only in my presence, but as much as also in my absence. He now was giving them another work to do. He says, work out your own salvation. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. He says, for it is God which worketh in you, but to will, which means those choices and those things that you are looking for, and to do those things that you want to see manifest. He says, of his good pleasure. He says, work out your salvation. Your ability for you to work out the salvation yourself. You have to work it out. Nobody's going to work the salvation out for you. He says, yeah. He says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Which means if it's inside, because the Bible cannot say work something out if it's not in you. All of Christ is in you. Begin to work it out. Begin to work it out. If all of Christ is in you, now begin to work it out. If Christ is seated on your inside and you keep saying from the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, as he is, so am I in this world, begin to work it out. Which means work out the excellence. Work out ability for you to, to be precise. Your dexterities of things, they are... Mm. People look at you they're like, oh boy, Kai, how does Kanisa do it? How does Mamumpo do it? How does Joseph do it? How does Sibongile do it? How? They are just shocked. Because why? You are working out. You are working it out. He says, for it is God which worketh in you. So it is already working in you. So it's not something that is not in you. It is in you. But he says, work that thing out. Let people see. That's where you now say Matthew chapter 5. He said, let your light so shine. You are the one that will have to let the light shine. Let your light so shine. Finally, as I get to my point number five, what must we do? Remember, I asked you that we read James chapter 2 from verse 14 to 26. What is James? James is making us to understand about the whole issue of faith work, your faith work, that your faith must correlate with the work. That if you say, I believe, and you can't see it with your actions that you are taking, if you believe that you, are, you get the job, then send your, CV, send your CV out. If you believe that, uh, that, that you are maritally settled, we will see that you being a wife, because the Bible says either finds a wife, not find a girl. So can we see the work of how does a wife think, which means how does a wife operate? You need to go and work that out. It is what the, let me say this, before I married my wife, I saw the wife in her, before marrying her. I didn't see a slave queen. I had a lot of slave queen around me. I did not marry them. <laughs> I don't know, all of you around me, calm down. Eh? At least I don't marry you, so calm down. There's a lot of slave queen around me. I did not. I saw, the Bible didn't say he that finds a slave queen. He said he that finds a wife. He didn't say he that finds a woman. He that finds a girl or find one that has all the curves. No, he said he that finds a wife. You must be a wife to be found. Though. So if you're still praying, God, where's my husband? Stop that prayer. Am I a wife? And man shouting, or that guy shouting, God, where's my wife? Are you a husband? You must be a husband. You must have trained yourself to stick to one woman to eternity. Forget this nonsense. This pseudo gospel that says, no, you can marry more than one wife. After all, it's only a priest that is permitted to marry one wife. When God was creating Adam and Eve in the garden, did he give him two wives? 
That's my own. Let's go back to the beginning. When God created Adam in the garden, the first man and the first was it give man one and gave him two? Stop all this. Don't, don't use your lust and your greed to now want to now use it to color the scripture. No. Let's go back to the intent. The beginning of the beginning, it was one man, one woman. I hear people like, no, you know, we can marry plenty wife is because um, it's only for the bishop. The bishop must be a man of one wife and stuff. If even God said the bishop must be a man of one wife because he doesn't want confusion and trouble and all those things. Can't you also be a bishop of your home by being a man of one woman? You want to have plenty. May God forgive your greed. Say amen. <laughs> Point number five quickly as I bring my thought to a close. What is again must you be able to walk? You must understand your overcomer's reality. You must understand. You see this one? You must understand that you have overcome. That you have overcome. How do we know? The Bible makes us to understand in Revelation chapter 1 verse 6. It says, for God has made us king and priest unto God. It says, and his father, it says, to him be the glory and dominion forever. He has made us, we have been made, which means it is not something we are, we are going, we have already been made. You've not just discovered. So the battle has already been won. You are the one walking a play. You are, you are in a repeat match. You must understand that I'm a queen. I know that you are working in that company now. You are the PA, but the God says you are an ambassador. You must understand your overcomer's reality. These are the works of righteousness that you must do. These are the laws of righteousness that you must engage. You must understand that as I'm going out tomorrow, being Friday, oh boy, I'm coming back with the spoil. You must understand that the battles has been won. The victory has been given to you. You must understand. Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. It says, and he has made unto us God kings and priests. And we shall reign. Not we shall serve. We shall reign. Not we shall beg. We shall reign. Not we shall be chickened out of life. We shall reign as king and queen. You must understand that you have overcome. God by his son has overcome the battles. Your business is to walk into that reality. I'm an overcomer. Nothing overcome me. They may try to resist and to gainsay and to try to talk, but I am an overcomer. And that mindset begins to make doors open. See, the devil is not ever present. He's not ever present. There is a resistance you put on your place. How do I know? The Bible says he's like a roaring lion. So which means if you chase him, he goes away and go and look for another way. He cannot be with you forever. But how does the devil run away from you totally? Is the fact you are always conscious that I am an overcomer. Somebody declared this one more time. I am an overcomer. Say with boldness, I am an overcomer. With that being said, wherever you are, I want you to open your mouth. First John chapter 5, verse 4. He says, For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. Whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. It says that overcome the world, even our faith. I want you to open your mouth. What is that thing that has been looking as if it's overcoming you? In the next one or two minutes, begin to speak to it. That's how I come to the end. Begin to speak to it. I'm an overcomer. I'm not stopped. I'm not a chicken. I'm an eagle. I'm not a lamb. I'm a lion. 
I go for what I want. I cannot be stopped. I am the fullness of Godhead. I, my vision is clear. I stay with the things I want to do. I pursue and I don't, I don't chicken out of the process. I stay no matter what. God or nothing at all. No option in God. I'm an overcomer. Open your mouth and begin to declare where you are. It says, but as many that are receive him to them, he gave power to overcome. Power to overcome. Power. Or put your mother and begin to overcome. Overcome the failures. Overcome the challenge. Overcome that very particular. And how do you overcome? You overcome it from your mind. As you are praying, begin to see your mind that you break through the troops and you leap over the walls. You break through the challenges and the barriers and you leap. You cannot be stopped. Yes, you an overcomer, my beloved. You are an overcomer. Don't let anybody stop you. You are an overcomer. In one in 30 seconds, uh, begin to look at what you overcome and begin to speak. Uh, as I go out today, I overcome. This thing I overcome. This thing I overcome. Lord, as I step out uh, with God's signature, uh, rested life, prayer, and fasting. Uh, whatever, Lord, as I step out into my marketplace, uh, step out, Lord, I overcome. The challenges around the place I'm going, Lord, I overcome the challenges. Even the devils in there will recognize uh, that the ambassador of heaven, uh, the oracle from God has landed. Uh, Lord, I overcome. For those of you in the marketplace, begin to speak. I overcome. Christ could not be stopped on the grave. I overcome. Heavenly Father, at this moment, Father Lord, tonight I bring your sons and your daughters scattered across the face of the earth. Lord, I speak to them on this very particular service that that which their mind has captured Lord, I ask by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit at work in them, give them the grace to begin to work it out in the name of Jesus. Lord, every lie of the devil that has kept them bound to suffer, I bring it down in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declared that between now and next week Thursday, Lord, they will come with a testimony. They will come with a testimony. They will come with a testimony in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because I know that this is done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And God's people say, Amen. Family, you are an overcomer. Don't let anybody stop you. Go for what belongs to you and watch the earth create your space to operate in it. That's all we have for today, but be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.